Here we are. Spring is officially here. What week is this for us? Honestly. I don't even know. I need to ask you, Rana, is May considered summer or no? Well, the first day of summer is June 21st, isn't it? Oh my God, I think you're right. It's that late. April 21st is the first day of spring. Oh. I think May is really peak spring, even though it feels like summer. Yep. You think of May as summer, but I think it's really peak spring. I think everyone's just excited to go outside and then we could go to the beach and we could go, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, we, we could, could do, do all it. of those things now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just been, it'll just be so relaxing. It must be and- hard for you. You're here in Marblehead and you're right, of course, looking at that beautiful water and the harbor and the gorgeous beach. It's so pretty. And you can take a little, you can sneak a walk here and there, but when the sort weather of. gets really nice, you're not really going to be able to. Listen, there. if Andy McDowell's getting access to things, I would. I'm fine doing it. She too. shimmied right under that, right gate. under like a criminal. How could she do that? What I mean, I don't know. I, I I ask the question on two levels. How is she still so limba that she can do the limba? Truly. A. and and B, she seems like such a sweet character. But she, what we learned about Andy McDowell, here's what we learned. What we learned about Andy McDowell is Andy McDowell has a star mentality. That's what we learned. I mean, she's been a star for a very long time. Stars believe they are the exception to every rule. A hundred percent. No question. That's absolutely true. So people aren't allowed to, you know, hike in public parks, but not me. Sure. Yeah. Of course. They don't mean me. I mean, they mean people. Right. I'm not people. I'm a famous person. I was in four weddings and a funeral. Yeah. Do you have a little and bit? And the muse. Do you have a little bit of that mentality? Do you think when you go into Starbucks or when you go into wherever? <laughs> do I think I'm a celebrity when I go into well, Starbucks? Well, you know, really, I'm waiting for my order. Are you sort of performing? You're waiting for your order. You know, I'm wait- no. Brian. Brian Safi. Is that what you when you? My delusions Brian of are, Ask Rana. Is that what you when they ask for your Starbucks name? They say even, Ask Rana. My delusions are even grander, yeah. Rana. So when I go to the Starbucks around town, or like a couple times I've gone to the, you know, they have that counter outside at Shubies. All this is, I say, I be extra, I'm extra polite. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh yeah. God, I don't want it to get out that I was yes. rude to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need the Boston yeah. Globe or the Herald reporting on something I did it to someone at Shubie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. actually on top of my game. Yeah. And I'm very gracious and I give them a look like, we know who we are, right? You know? It's not, good morning, nice to see you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Morning, morning. Oh, he's so friendly. Yes. Yes. Exa- that's always what I want people to think. <laughs> so actually. Little do they know you're throwing chairs backstage and, you know. Going absolutely crazy, ripping my wig apart, <laughs> just doing everything, throwing it. What's happening with your wig contest? Honestly, my it's wig contest- It's been so wonderful. I've run through the wigs. I, yeah. I have about five left, but they're all such cheap. They're nothing. Too they're dirt- no good. But even people even want your dirtiest wigs. Well, I was thinking, I also have a really- big stack of I don't really drink wine and I have so much wine so I thought I would do wig with wine or a wine wig and send a bottle of wine with a wig the only problem with that is that you really have to package that wine well do you have I know, do you Andy, have that bubble wrap do you want that I mean do you need that do you need that aggravation well I mean I wouldn't do it I'd probably ask someone who else you know yeah. around to well so anyway whoever it is or... would have to go into your apartment in los angeles and no get but it. she already comes in yeah oh in los angeles yeah, you mean. yeah, 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 yeah. i was thinking wine. oh you were gonna send my wine 
Oh. Well, Rana, you actually have a lot in here. Because of course I, I do. I have a cellar. Yeah, that's what I mean. But in the carriage house, even you have a lot. Well, that's, oh yeah, that's potty wine. And there is I mean, someone who does come in wine. here. I mean, that's overflow wine. If I have an event, that's where I keep that wine. That's not, there is, that's not I know the wine cellar. Well, all I have to say is this. It's, some of it was a little bit dusty, which I did notice. And so- It's wine. Yeah, so a lot of, you know, it's not being drunk. So well, there is aging, someone who Brian. is- I guess, but aren't we all- Yeah, but that's a and, temperature-controlled room. Like yeah, a, I like noticed a humidor. That. Yeah, and it's very humid in there, Rana. So I did sort of knock that off a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's that switch. But all I have to say is that um, you know who's a really who's really thorough and a really good packer and organizer. Yes, I do. Yeah, so she she's come in here before, so I figure she could just. So take you want the entrance. Yadvina on fulfillment? You want to take you want to take my wine, and you want Yadvina on fulfillment, and you it's want taking, Yadvina it's... going to the. Forget the fact that you even want Yadvina to do 100 things. You yeah. want Yadvina, who we've yeah. just gotten back, by the way, now oh that my the God. is fixed. Honestly, I can get out of bed again. That you want Yadvina interacting, interfacing with the public. You want her well, no, going to the post office and interfacing with the public. I'll buy this stuff on Staples, but yeah, she does have to go to the, she does have to go to the post office to ultimately deliver everything. But yeah. Rana, it's less about that and more about opening your heart and your um, care to people who would like wig and a wine. So ultimately, I'm trying to do something selfless. Let's not talk Moving about that. Moving on. Yeah, please, Rana. I don't even know. Yeah, did you want to say something, dear? Well, I just wanted to ask you. Yeah. You haven't really talked about, and I haven't been able to like, you know, um, drop in on your Zoom sessions or Skype sessions. And I'm wondering, yeah. what's- Drop in. Oh, you, have you been Zoom bombing people? Well, I tried to Zoom do it to bomber? you. Well, I wanted to see if you, because occasionally I see you like draw your shades and you set up a little lighting thing and you're talking to someone and I can't tell who, but it doesn't yeah. sound like Jordan. Are you talking to Mr. Cleveland? On occasion. Yeah. How is he? But What's I've got he gonna Mr. Do? Cleveland. Well, you know, how is he? How would you be if you hadn't seen Rana Glickman in six weeks? I mean, ask, it's not an option. Ask yourself that question. It really isn't untethered. an option. I mean, no. can you believe, when you stop to think about your pre-COVID life, your pre-corona life, you were on a plane every minute back and forth here. Can you even imagine being on a plane now? No. I mean- Unbelievable. Well, that's sort of how I feel. My pre-COVID life, I'm setting on fire. Well, so you don't have any interest in getting on a plane. And I completely understand that. And I I sort of feel the same way. But Mr. Cleveland has been pestering me, shall we say. He's got his own plane. We've discussed this before. Yes. And he's saying to me, Ron, why don't we... He listens to the podcast on occasion. And every week it's a different idea with him. He's following. He's always watching to see who's flattening the curve. Right. And he keeps trying to take me on a curve tour, so to speak. Like going to the places that are settled? Wants to get into the plane, wants to take the plane to the places where there's the least amount of corona. Okay. Like Montana. Yeah. Okay. Like Montana, sure. Or Croatia in this case. Right. And because as you mentioned, spring is coming and anyone that and we, knows me knows I love spring in Europe. And I'm really very sad that I can't 
be in Austria. I'm normally in Austria right now, getting ready for my for, for bikini season. That's right, and I've been I have been thinking about you through through this whole time. And I've been on my Peloton, of course, and in my pool, and you know, but it's not right. the same. Right? How's Ben? How's Ben? I For those of you who don't ben. know, Ben Ben is Rana's Peloton instructor. He's my Pel- he's my personal Peloton instructor. I do thirty minutes with Ben, and then I do ten minute arms with Ben, and sometimes I wow. do arms hit session with Ben, which is oh. do you know what Tabata means, by the way? Yeah, I know it's like um, I don't know what the if it's an acronym, but isn't it like every minute on the minute or something? Yes, but like twenty seconds on, ten seconds off, or something like that. Yeah, but I don't know what the, it actually stands for. I don't either. But anyway, Tabata, hit. I don't really, I just, what I do like about Peloton is I just do what they tell me to do. I don't, yeah. I'm not really interested in the details of what a Tabata totally. is and what a hit is and what a this and that is. But Ben used to be in finance and then he was a DJ and now he's a Peloton instructor. And wow, he, and what he a has ride. The mo- literally. Yeah. And he has the most pleasant uh, Demena, he reminds me of the English soccer coaches they used to send over to my camp when I was a little girl to teach us football. What? They would send over English coaches? Yes, of course. And he was so, I mean, he's just so, he's so soft spoken, but he's so determined and competitive at the same time. He's, he's mm-hmm. I think you'd love him. You should, how come I, you I, haven't tried one of his cla- classes yet? Rana, I don't mean to get rude. How am I supposed to try one of his classes? Which, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, I'm drinking out of my Roland Garros mug today. because From I the was, U.S. Open. Because, French see, Open. <laughs> Wimbledon. Mean, I don't know what we're doing here. From the French Open. Because as French I mentioned, Open. I've been missing Europe in the spring. And so here we are. I thought I'd take out my Roland Garros mug today. So here, cute. I'll show it to you. Is That's that actually very cute. I love it. Well, it has that sort of 50s graphic, yeah. which I love. It's uh, very which cute. I got. Would you mind? I ran into Bill Burr at the gift shop when I was buying a mug. He loves a mug too. Are you serious? A, I'm not kidding. He's from Boston. I'm from Boston, and I, I'm not. I'm, when I say Lego, my ego, we reach for a mug at the same time. And I said, "Excuse me." He said, "Are you buying that mug?" I said, "Are you buying that mug, Bill Burr?" Oh my god! He couldn't. He said, "Ronick Luckman, what are you doing?" I said, "What do you think I'm doing? I'm sitting in the front row at Roland Garros for the final." So. I actually didn't tell him I was in the front row because it was his 50th birthday and I didn't want to upset him that I had better oh, seats. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Woody, Woody yeah. Harrelson was there too. Big tennis fan. Okay. Anyway, we were sitting right behind the photographers and I got to watch Rafa Nadal and talk oh, about Buns of Steel. No, not Nadal. Well, is Nadal Federer, your dream? Federer is my real favorite, but I That's love them right. both. I love them both. I'm a Nadal, yeah. I have to say. Oh, you're definitely a Nadal. Yeah. You should see the, the caboose on him. I mean, oh, I believe it. And also, there's just a little bit more of a messiness to him than there is to Federer. He hip transplants and, you know, holding on. And he's so cute and he's so sweet. I didn't know they about that. They did an Instagram live mm-hmm. last week or, uh, oh, or two Oh, yes, weeks I saw ago. a promotion for that, yeah. And it was so, they were just doing it to talk about something. I don't know what. And they were so cute. They couldn't get it to work. And then they finally got it to work. But no one has better genes than Roger Federer. You know he has two sets of identical twins. What? You think you don't believe in God. You think you don't think God gives with one hand and he doesn't give with another and we're all in it together and blah, blah, blah. Roger Federer, his genetic code is so significant that Hashem said, 
Give them two sets of identical twins. Two of everything. Two of ever. We need to be sure that this code continues. Give them two identical oh sets. Oh my God, I had yeah. no idea. In any event, with Mirka, his wife. In any event, the you mean point Merda. is, what do I mean? Merda? No, I don't mean Merda. <laughs> is that what that means? No, that's no, but I don't know what it means in her language, but I know what it means in okay. French. Okay. Uh, but in any event, Mr. Cleveland keeps trying to get me to go on a flat in the curve tour in his private jet. And I said, Tim, look, oh. I'm not getting on planes. There's too many people. The guy that touches my bag, how do I know where he's been? The pilot, how do I know where he's been? Yeah, the it's woman, a lot to trace. Now I've got to pack the food and bring the food on the plane? Yeah. I don't have time for that. Not to mention, when you fly private like that, you've got to refuel. People think you can just get on a jet. You get there. It's a little bit of a pain. You have to stop a couple of times. So but you're now, not refueling. No, but now we're stopping in Luxembourg. And the guy's got to come on the plane and say who's here and what's in it. And ba 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 ba. And every uh, time we... It's another interaction on the chain. Mm-hmm. And then finally we'll get to Croatia, which is what he's pushing this week. And mm-hmm. he says, don't win them. We're on the boat. What about Rana, the poor people that work on the boat that have to be away from their families? I know that. But Rana, I think we should go. I really do. I think that this is like, we, do, we, we're, we have cabin fever right now when we, you know, <laughs> yes, it will be a pain to refuel and all that. But we've been talking about Croatia. And I don't know. It's a nice offer. And I think we should do it. We? Well, yeah, we'll go together, right? Right. Now that we can Zoom the podcast with all these people that need to Zoom things, yeah, we don't have to be in the same room. No, we well, we still don't have to be in the same room over there. We'll get a two bedroom. No, oh. I mean, I could sleep. <laughs> oh, this or, again! You're always trying to share a room with me. Why is that? Well, why not? Or if you're sharing a room with Mister Cleveland, they could have a trundle situation or something. I don't know. Oh, you, you know, mean, over there, get a cot for you in the. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fine with it. I'd also be fine in a jet ski riding along the boat road. Well, well, first of all, I told you I'm going to put you in a Zodiac and tug you out the back. Oh, right. <laughs> first of all, it's not going to be a two-bedroom yacht. Yeah, yeah. But second of all, it really, the invitation was not really extended that far. To Croatia? You're the the other issue for me is, and Croatia has done a beautiful job flattening the curve, but the other... Yeah. You know, Here's the thing about being at home. I mean, we haven't even yeah. gone to the vineyard. Maybe we'll go to the vineyard. But sure, but I'd rather go to Croatia. The problem again with going to the vineyard is you have to use the bathroom on the on the ferry or on I'll the I'll just pee my pants. No, but what I'm saying is people don't think about that. They keep saying, let's go here, let's go there. But there's a million things you have to Three do. Three hours in, someone's going to have to use the bathroom. I mean, they just right. are. What are we, an astronaut with a diaper on? That's what we're doing? Well, we could. Remember her? Honey. She must, that, must have been your favorite, that must have been your favorite story. She, she was tr- so out of her mind she put a diaper on. But she wasn't, but she wasn't too out of her mind to remember to, to come up with the idea of putting a diaper on. Not to mention, she also, who is that out of their mind for that long? Like, she didn't change her mind once during that whole road trip. No. Well, she changed it and changed it back. Angel exactly. and the devil. Angel and the devil on each shoulder. She got to like yeah. East Louisiana and was like, maybe I should turn around and then, nope. And then her bird said, turn around. What kind of a coward are you? You're just going to yeah. let someone else have your man? That's what you're going to do? And yep. then her and her bird, she was like, you're goddamn right. Yeah. Got right back in the car. Not to mention, she was also like brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's why she was, cra- I mean, she obviously was yeah. mentally ill. Yeah. Sure. 
Anyway, so, Ronna, so I've got this offer on the table now. Yeah. But there's just too many variables. And the other thing is the, all of the food and the food prep. I mean, you just yeah. don't know where Right now what we're doing is uh-huh. we know where our food comes from. We know yeah. how who prepares it, either Yadina yeah, yeah. or myself. Yeah. We know how and, not- and where to mm-hmm. get things. Italy is delivering to us now from Boston, which is fabulous. <sighs> Thank and that's been God. a real godsend, I think. Yeah. yeah. I do love their, their catering is terrific. If anyone is in a major city right now, Italy has terrific catering, I have to say. They do. Uh, and they really don't mind. They put the salad together for you. They put the, the pizzas are delicious. They do that Roman-style pizza. And, they, and people don't even think to order the chicken. The chicken's fabulous. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, you'll find out tonight. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you, you going to throw my way? Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. In any event, look. All right, so I mean, the offer's on the idea. table. I mean, it's an idea. I could consider asking him if you could join us, I suppose. Yeah, I think you should. I'd, be, I'd love to go, and I will. You know what I'll do? I'll oversee the kitchen staff. I'll be like the, um, the manager of the boat. But you're going to be below I'll deck? S- you want to play below deck? Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to be above deck, but we'll do walkie-talkie, and I'll say, like, did you wash your hands? Did you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. No, it just seems wrong also to have all those people away from their families at this time and you know right this is why mr i like mr cleveland but i feel like he's out of touch in a lot of ways right i don't think so part of that is living in cleveland you know oh yeah Yeah. sure people there (laughs) well Rana, there actually is somewhere else we could consider going speaking of cleveland my good friend douglas katz who's a chef in cleveland oh uh his restaurant jug Z-H-U-J-U-G, uh, opened not long ago, and they're still delivering during all this pandemic. So if you're in the greater Cleveland area, call up Douglas Katz, tell him Rana sent you, and, uh, and get some Jug delivery, because they're really That's a holding cute name. on there. Yeah. Well, Rana, speaking of Europe, yeah. we got a lovely note yeah. from Bulgaria. Ah. You well, ready let's for this? hear it, yeah. Hello, Rana and Brian. I was excited to hear Juana ask to hear from your European listeners. Oh, I'm not good. technically European, but I am an American serving in Bulgaria with the U.S. State Department. Oh, good skiing in Bulgaria. People don't talk about that, but it's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they don't. You asked for eyewitness accounts from here, and I hate to sound like a proponent of communism, well. but I honestly <laughs> believe that their years of suffering under communist rule has prepared Bulgaria and Bulgarians well for this pandemic. For the most part, they follow the tight restrictions without much complaint. We were given the because they've been beaten down so yeah, complaint. Hard. Complaint is not an option. It's not an option in a communist country. And we anyone that the, thinks these communist countries that have been free for twenty five years, I mean for ten minutes. Yeah. If that that somehow that mentality oh now you're free and you lose that mentality and time. Right. No. No. I mean, these are people who know not to complain. Exactly. Yeah. We were given the opportunity to evacuate back to the U.S., but chose to stay here because we truly believe they're doing a better job at managing the situation. The strict restrictions required wearing of masks inside and outside, closing of parks and schools, only 60 60 years and older allowed in stores before 1030, not allowed to leave the city without permission, etc., were put into place at the very beginning of the outbreak, and to date there have only been 58 deaths in the entire country. Oh, I guess we're going to Bulgaria. Very impressive, especially given the 
aging population and less than stellar medical facilities here. Anyway, just wanted to let you know you have at least one big fan in Bulgaria, and I'm spreading the word, so don't be surprised if your Bulgarian numbers shoot up. Since you mentioned Croatia, our family did a road trip through Bulgaria, Ah. Serbia, Croatia, Bosnia, Montenegro, Albania, North Macedonia, and Kosovo before the pandemic, and I can tell you the Croatian coast is amazing. Definitely put it on your list for future. Wait a minute, but you planted this question. Well, all I'm saying is that. But how you didn't know I was being invited to Croatia? No, I didn't. But now you know I'm what's so funny? About it. Rana, are your ears open to the, what the world is saying to you? It does feel like a sign. Yep. Yeah. Signed, middle-aged mom of three who may not be your target demographic, but loves you more than almost anything. That's very sweet. What a wonderful letter. I just have to say one thing that does drive me a little bit crazy in this whole conversation about who's who's managing what. Sure. I just, and I'm a little surprised State Department didn't say this herself. I just want people to keep in mind geography when they're talking about all of this, which is that every country is not... You cannot equate every country with another country. Bulgaria right. is like West Virginia. Okay? So that's all of these countries. Think of them as states. But they're lucky enough to be able to get... I mean, this is a this very interesting thing going on in our government, which people are talking about to some degree. But the idea of federalism versus... State versus uh, versus centralized government. Sure, and it's very interesting because for the Republicans, they always say they want the states to have more, con- right. more less control, government, less, less government, government, less government. Yeah. But they're in a tricky spot right now, but because that's what you need at the moment is a strong central government in order to mm-hmm. get this. Which is why some of the communist countries are able to handle it because what they can do is say, "Stay home, or we're going to shoot you." <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to say we're going to shoot you because it's already happened in the past. That's already part of the, that's in the built in their brains it anyway. It is implied. Why don't you tell me what your neighbor's been up to? Oh. Dot 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 dot. Oh, we've got to do private. Is it secret? What's it called? The German oh, movie? Oh, Secret Lives of Others. We've oh got, my, oh god. my god, that's on the list. That Absolutely. is on. The, we've got to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Oh, it's brilliant. But so I think it's wonderful that well, but Gary is handling it well. But that's like saying Rhode Island. Well, who who were not handling it well? But Rhode Island. I mean. This is what we're talking about. Well, and they're saying that about Montana, that Montana's really been on top of it. But well, it's congratulations. Sort of like, right, there's, there's no one, one there. person every yeah. 50 miles. I want to know how many how many cows have COVID. That's what I want right. to know. I mean, come on. Yeah. But maybe we'll add Bulgaria to the list, Rana. Yeah. Rana, we should do a little housekeeping before we get to our guest. Okay. So we wrapped up our Patreon. We gave away all that wonderful money. 2000 uh, Buckaroos to All Meals the way on Wheels. To Meals on Wheels. And now, as everyone knows, Sauna Privileges is up and happening. And I can't believe it. For the month of May, we're giving $2 from every Sauna Privileges uh, membership to World Central Kitchen, which is that fabulous Jose Andres chair. For those of you who don't remember, Sauna Privileges includes a Patreon exclusive video yes. of the Patreon recording every yes. week. And it includes, and some of you have. I'm sure, I don't know what you've done with my pictures that are up there now, but it includes my body part pictures. Nothing yes. graphic, all safe for work. No, I wonder if there's been a one or two uh, disappearing orgasms, like the case of the disappearing orgasm. Honestly, Rana, that's not my business. <laughs> You're right. 
You put it content out into the world and what they do with it is their business. Exactly. Uh, we have a book club coming up, Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walta is the book. That's in Patreon yes. in case people want to follow us. And also if people go to our link tree, they can, and you get, should. They can get our Brunello ringtone, which is this still up there. This is, I mean, truly, Brunello. Ronna, this is iconic. Yeah. Unbelievable. That was people loved your Vogue rap. People went crazy for that. That was a blast. For mine, um, that was your Vogue rap. Well, it was ours. We did it together. Ours. Yes, okay. that's right. Uh, all right. Are there any more written? You want to do a review or two, or you want to just get to the guest? Let's just get to the guest. We have such Let's a good one this get, week. We have a fabulous, a big, this guy's a big star. Big deal. Okay. Misha Collins. Terrific. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create a podcast. And let me tell you something, you can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Now, wait a minute, Brian. This is like Hollywood royalty. Okay. Well, and he doesn't even live in Hollywood. Well, royalty, you really have to be, you know, a Barrymore or something. But this guy, okay, his kids will be Hollywood royalty. That's right. Yeah. And they don't even live in Hollywood. First of his name. Isn't that how they used to say it on Game of Thrones? Oh, I didn't watch that. Something like that. Yeah. This was very funny. A few weeks ago, remember, we got a question about angels. Somebody said, are there angels in Judaism? And I said, I don't know. I haven't read sure. any of that in a long time. Well, we have an angel. We have an actual angel here with us today. <laughs> true. I can't speak for the other part of it, but I know that this guy, some people say I play a doctor on TV. This guy gets to say I play an angel on TV. And also, Rana, he is an angel. Because he does all this incredible Very charity charitable. With random acts. Very And we got to be involved in Gish, which He's the is, only guy I would ever do a scavenger hunt for. Let's put it that way. The greatest <laughs> international scavenger hunt. And I got so... I'm with you there, Ron. There's nothing I hate more than a scavenger hunt or an escape room. That, I mean... But I'll tell he you what, and I've it. said this to Can Brian. Can I ask you, have you, done, have you done escape rooms? I have done an escape room, and every time I think... It, they didn't clean this place before we got in here, and the door, is, and the door is right there. They're run down. All Russians. I, I've done it a run few by times. Russians. I've, I've never actually made it out of the escape room. I always get stuck because I'm not smart. Does it get to, boring after a while? It's because there's no stakes. Because there are no stakes? There are no, it's fake stakes. They in an, tell in you an they're going to kill you if you, you don't get out or something like that. Well, it's funny you should mention that we were just talking about Bulgaria. Oh, well, this is Misha Collins with us. <laughs> we should mention. <laughs> His name is Misha Collins. I guess you know today is Misha Collins. Yeah. You know from I'm Supernatural. Sorry, did I jump in before I was actually properly introduced? That sure. Was, once again, I'm I'm failing on the entrances and exits in all of our transactions here. I'm sorry. I, I will could, endeavor to do better next who time. Who could blame you? You couldn't resist. You wanted to jump in. We were talking about you for five minutes. Yeah. Now, true. Rana, we were part of the greatest international scavenger we hunt. at Gish. Founded. Yeah. by Misha Collins with his organization Random Acts. 
I have to say, Misha, we, I still get tweets from that and DMs from that being like, oh my God, I can't believe you've never played this before. I can't. And people from all over the world. That thing is enormous. Yes, it it is. It's got sort of a cult-like global uh, presence. And uh, it's been, we've been running it for now, getting close to a decade. <sighs> and I'm shocked that people, I'm shocked, first of all, that nobody has been killed, knock on wood. Right. Knock on, on Wicca, there as you, you would go. say. On Wicca. Uh, um, and <laughs> I'm shocked that, uh, I, and I'm shocked that, I was going to say no one's been arrested, but uh, that only one person has been arrested participating in GISH. And uh, and that people keep still coming back for more. Um, but yeah, we I, we just uh, did like a mini stay at home gish hunt that you guys participated in, and it was a l- little bit of a different format where we did a lot more zooming and, and yeah. video chats than uh, uh, we ever have before because before we've never done any, and. Uh, people were participating from a hundred countries, which was kind of crazy. And who knew there were a hundred countries? Honestly, I know. including, by the way, <laughs> Bulgaria, which you just so Bulgaria. Mentioned. We got a letter today from Bulgaria from someone who's working at the State Department there who wanted to let us know that they're doing a beautiful job because they're all used to communist rule of staying inside and doing whatever they're asked to do. And then that <laughs> leads me to escape rooms, which are always run by Russians. Right. Because Well, a, I was going to say, aren't you probably scared of escape rooms anyway? Because that's got to be in your blood a little bit. Uh, I mean, who wants to fantasize about something that already happened? True. True. Like being locked away at a gulag or something? Exactly. And trying to yeah. escape it. Is that, that, part, of, actually, is that part of your history? But, I mean, oh, I was it, talking about I'm, you, Rana. <laughs> oh, me? me. Well, what, oh, you're, you're saying I'd be good at it? Well, okay. All right. Let's rewind here. You're saying I'd be good at sca- an escape room because my people are always having to escape from here and exactly. there. But that is the exact reason why I'm not good at an escape room. What I'm good at is escaping. And what I'm not good at is pretending. Isn't this hysterical? What if somebody knocked on your door and said, give us all your stuff and get out of this apartment or we're going to murder you and your family. And Can then you I, imagine if that happened? I, I mean, for me, that's not a game. That's just called, right, that's, that's just mean. called history. But people think it's fun. Isn't, wouldn't it be funny if the Gestapo came and knocked on our door? And I can tell you from personal experience, it's not so fun. So what I, so that's not my idea of relaxing. I know they're coming for me at some point or another. So what I'd rather do is read a book, go on vacation until the time comes where the doorbell rings again and they say, Mrs. Glickman, I know you thought you were part of this society, but we've come to take you things because uh, it will happen. Uh, it will such happen. a sweet <laughs> and uplifting uh, little, little sidebar. That was um, by the way, I know what to do for your birthday. I'm definitely going to uh, host a surprise for you. In I'm begging room. you to. I'm begging you to. And we'll, do, we'll do a fun little concentration camp escape room. Well, and it'll be amazing. It's funny You'll you should, it. you know, Misha, I will say, you know, okay. It's, there's a flip and a flop here. Because and we've already had too much conversation. We've got to get to our questions. But <laughs> everyone who knows me knows that I love to visit a concentration camp. It's my favorite thing to do. And last year on my birthday, I was in Prague. This and is I, all true. This is all true. I had the most perfect day you could ever imagine. My birthday is January fifth, and so everything is closed, of course, uh, especially in Europe because they follow the you know. The, the advent calendar or whatever, you know, January yeah. 6th is 
whatever it is. I can't remember. But that's King's really, Day or that's something. really yeah. the last day of Christmas. Mm. And the so the the concentration camp was open, but no one was there. Normally, they have all these schools, and you know, or so they say. I'm not entirely sure they do. But we went. We had a private tour of Theresienstadt, Terezin. And then we came back to Prague and we took a beautiful walk along the river. And then we had dinner at a Michelin star restaurant. And it was absolutely my favorite. I couldn't think of a better way to spend the day. Well, I I can't believe what pay dirt I hit by joking about uh, your birthday being at a concentration camp. And only to find that that actually I'll send you a happened. list of the ones I've already been to. So when you're planning our trip, you don't pick what okay. I've already been to. <laughs> and you know what? I haven't been wow. to Dachau, which is right outside Munich. And Munich is okay. a blast. So we can just do it that way. That's and we can also just, day that would we be. can also just go to the beer hall where Hitler uh, sure. declared his putsch. Yeah. Right. It'll be a his blast. What? His what? His putsch. What's that? Like a coup. P-U-T-S-C-H. The beer oh, hall. And also he gained a little weight around the middle. So I think he's that's that's from the yeah. beard. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Should we start, Brian? Let's get into some advice. These people sure. are dying to know what this guy has to say about things. Okay. Dear Rana, Brian, and lovely guest. That's you, Misha. Mm-hmm. I'm a longtime fan of Rana's past endeavors. And on a lark, recently discovered the podcast. I'm so thankful I did. Your wit, grace, and good advice have really brightened up the apartment in these dark times. I couldn't be Anna, happier. Did you did you write this question? That is a great question, Misha. This is payback because last week I got a big compliment, and now we've got Rana's. I don't want to shock either of you, but I get a lot of compliments. <laughs> I'm writing because in January, I, a gay man, moved to a new town and met and almost immediately started dating a gentleman who until very recently identified as entirely straight. We have great chemistry and even throughout the isolation, we've been having a fantastic time FaceTiming for dinner almost every night, playing video games, watching movies online together. Video games. He, He does, however, have a roommate who is also his longtime best friend and who is also a gay man. This friend does not and has not liked me from the moment I met him. Because I'm very new in town and really haven't had any experience in the incredibly small gay community here. And because I'm a catch, I can't think of any (laughs) other. Wow. I can't think of any other reason than jealousy. I've always been friendly and open to his presence when we would spend time together in their apartment. And even now, when he pops on the screen, I'm often met with coldness and sarcastic remarks. At a party before quarantine, it became evident to me that his best friend has been in love with him for some time. I'm sure Brian remembers the feeling of being in love with a straight best friend. Honestly, that never happened to me. Why would I go there? Why would I want to hurt myself? Foolishness. Exactly. I'm sure Brian remembers the feeling of being in love with a straight best friend and could spot this type of love sickness a mile away. Well, I could smell it on this guy. He kept flaunting their years of friendship to me as if he would intimidate me, but all it did was make me feel bad for the guy. My boyfriend can sense that we don't get along and I know it upsets him. He's remarked on a few occasions that he doesn't know why his roommate is being weird with me and I don't know how to break it to him that his closest friend of many years is upset that his sudden sexual discovery did not result in a relationship between the two of them. I'm tired of tiptoeing around this and I'm tired of getting snark from his roommate, tired of getting snark from his roommate, but I'm unsure of how to approach this without hammering at this new wedge in their friendship. I'm also not quite certain if I should say anything to my boyfriend about his roommate's feelings. What if I'm wrong and the guy just doesn't like me? I'd love your sage wisdom on this one. Kiss, kiss, Alex in Iowa. No. Well. Yes. 
what do you think about a guy who thinks his boyfriend doesn't like him? His boyfriend's friend doesn't like him. He supposes the boyfriend's friend is in love with the boyfriend and wants to tell the boyfriend that. Misha, any thoughts? I mean, it sounds like he has figured it out. um, But it's also a little bit difficult to tell just from the, the, you know, you reading the text of his question. It's possible that your listener is actually just a very unpleasant person who uh, is, is off-putting and, and that Impossible. the roommate is a great judge of character. So We are only getting one account of this. You're right. It's true. Without, without having more evidence presented here, it's, it's, a, I, it's tempting to jump to conclusions. It sounds like an interesting dynamic, though. It's a, I mean, you- the real question is, so what's the problem? In the sense that if this guy, if they've are, if they're already talking behind the roommate's back about this, it's not like it's not being addressed. And if this guy talks, this guy talks about what a catch he is, and he knows. Yeah. I mean, da 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 da. So the, if he's such a catch, what are you worried about? There's no such. Ooh. There there is no competition. Yeah. You don't like the way this guy's treating you. You've both already discussed that, but. You feel a little insecure. I think this guy is afraid to state what appears to be the obvious, which is, you know, Jeff is in love with you. He doesn't, he doesn't like to play Call of Duty at all. He just plays with you because he knows that's what you like to do. But you know Jeff's in love with you. He, I think he's worried about planting the idea in the boyfriend's brain that, you know, this is like a terrible romantic comedy where the librarian was under your nose the whole time and she takes off the glasses and you think how was i know of course i've been Ali in love Sheedy. with you this whole yeah of course yeah. i've been in love with you this whole time right i just never once the ferron moans never nothing ever I lit up but just this dandruff. moment yeah. just this moment right. right uh i think he's worried about planting that idea and i think he does feel uh, the other guy lives with him he is he it's gets so- to spend more time with him all of the time i think he's i think he does feel competitive with this other guy well, they're best friends. They live together. It's also so strange One that someone One was in would... denial about being gay. I mean, yeah. complicated. How many, it is complicated. I, what did he say? He was to- totally straight. What was the t- description of his gay- straightness? She described him as, <laughs> until recently, he, the, the boyfriend described him, identified entirely as entirely straight. Entirely yeah, straight. Which is why he has a gay roommate. Because right. all... that's another thing. That's right. <laughs> that's right. A gay I roommate mean, who clearly has an attraction to him. Yes. Um, He's and been. I'll... He knows this guy has a crush on him. He knows. Yes. Misha, have also, you ever had a friend that you thought you love this friend, but you're like this guy? Maybe he wishes this went another direction. Guys, well, could be I, a, it could I, be a woman too. It doesn't have to be a man. But someone where I, you just you love that person, but you don't want to say it out loud because then the friendship is over in some way. Even though everyone no, knows that they're in love with you or you're in love with them, you could have been on the other side of it. Uh, I'm sure I have. Nothing is coming to mind, but I did have, when I was in college, I was looking around for a roommate and I saw an ad and I went in and found this guy who was a chemistry grad student named Nico. And he, uh, he was just the perfect roommate. He said, I, I hope you don't mind, but I just love to like clean the apartment all the time. It just helps me to relax. And if you make a mess, it's totally fine with me. But 
I just love to clean. I hope that doesn't bother you. And that you is can be as noisy as you want. Best ever. But I'm very quiet. And it was just like, this is a dream come true. Yes, I'm in. And, and then he turned out to be <clears throat> a little bit of a complicated roommate. I would come home and he would be asleep on the kitchen floor. And I'd say, Nico, what's happening? And he'd say, Misha, can you please just get me some juice? And he, uh, he had hypoglycemia. And if he didn't give himself enough food, he would pass out. And he would I'd come home. This is not hyperbole. I came home one day and he literally had his face on its side in his plate of food. And he was sound asleep in his food. And then <clears throat> one day Nico just didn't come home at all. And then he didn't come home the next day. And then I started to get worried. And I found out he was in the hospital because he had fallen asleep in the chemistry lab and blown up some <sighs> experiment. Oh, my and, God. And then it turned out he wasn't, in fact, hypoglycemic. He was narcoleptic. Yeah, narcoleptic. And then I had my best friend uh, in, in college. Uh, we got drunk, and he ended up staying in my room. And the next night, I was sleeping, and... The, I felt something at my feet, and it was uh, it was my roommate crawling up under the comforter from from the foot end, like a squirrel, into, like a squirrel <laughs> up into my bed. Oh, you know, and like a like, squirrel. Nico, Nico, what's what's going on? And he said, "Well, I thought it was okay because Dave stayed here last night. I thought maybe I could stay here." And then we had a a big conversation the next day about how he was, you know, he was in love with me, but he was going to try very hard not to be, and it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very interesting relationship uh, over the course of that uh, roommate situation. But I, I guess I, 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 you know, I've had some some exposure. Um, I have to tell you, Misha, <laughs> the way you told that story all in one tone without <laughs> identifying which parts were going to be crazy. Like there was no, we didn't know what was coming. Was honestly exciting. My, my <laughs> other favorite thing about Nico was that he would um, he would sing. It, he would walk around in a towel and no shirt all the time, and he would sing this song that he had written. I touch myself. Was, oh. My heart I lift up to you. My heart I lift up to you. And that was it. That was all of the lyrics, and it was a song that he had written about Jesus. And he was singing Good Jesus. Good Lord. And the, the, it all, wasn't that was about all of Jesus, the lyrics Misha. of the song. <laughs> my heart I lift up to you. Misha, it wasn't about you Jesus. You were his Jesus, I hate to he tell was, you. He was letting you know his his truth. He was singing his That's song, bird song to you. Yeah. My heart I lift up to you. Mm-hmm. What's this wow. guy supposed to do? I don't think he should tell the. I don't think he should tell his boyfriend about this. First of all, this this other guy, the guy who's in love with the boyfriend, seems. I, I just can't imagine doing a drive-by snarky comment in someone else's Zoom, which or FaceTime, which he said he was doing. This guy said that he'll occasionally come on and say something sarcastic to me or just something dripping, and droll, and then something rude, and then just walk by. I'm telling you, your boyfriend knows there's tension. Clearly, yeah. I don't think there's. You don't need. And your boyfriend doesn't need help to make that friendship dissolve or, or to see the no, writing this on guy's the wall. Drag I wouldn't get involved into in a wall. Completely. He's going to climb right up the covers just like Nico did. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's going to put on a pair of panties, <laughs> crawl up the bed. <laughs> Can you, crawl up the bed. I can't think of anything more terrifying than somebody crawling up from your feet. Oh my God, yeah. me neither. No, it wasn't terrifying. It was just like, oh, no, 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 no. But weren't oh, you asleep? No. <laughs> I was. I guess it must have been a little surprising. It was tender. I remember just thinking, oh, no, you misunderstand. 
<laughs> I open uh, my heart up to you. Is that what he said? My heart, I lift up to you. My heart, I lift up to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to the boyfriend, if you ever hear your roommate singing that song, <laughs> just know something's just coming. And it's going to start at your feet. <laughs> but I think that you both make it an interesting point, which is we don't really know about the letter writer. I mean, he's That's a little true. bit full of himself. And he sounds, he which bit. of course, anyone who's that full of himself is insecure. That's just how that works. I was going to say, and he sounds a little possessive even. You don't have to tell people you're a catch. If you're a catch, people are trying to catch you. That's just how it works. You don't really need to advertise it. And your boyfriend knows every state of this game. That's a good friend. He doesn't want to lose the friend. If your relationship progresses, probably that roommate situation will dissolve anyway, where he'll want to move in with you or he'll want to get his own place or whatever it is. But there's nothing to say here. If you don't like, I mean, the only thing you could really say is, I don't really like the way your roommate talks to me. I don't think he's very nice. You know, I don't know what's going on here. I feel like I try to be friendly to him and there's nothing I can do. And your boyfriend's probably going to say that's just him. Because who wants to have that conversation? And by the way, who likes anybody's boyfriend? Do you know how lucky you are when you like someone that someone's dating? What a friend of yours that you're dating? It almost never happens. I will say this. They do live in Iowa. Yeah. So you could do... A children of the corn. Oh boy. You could stand by the boyfriend's roommate's window yeah. with like a hockey mask on okay. and just just stare in. <laughs> and then when he opens the window and says, who's out there? Say, um, oh, reveal yourself, but put on a really long wig and red lipstick like Carmen Sandiego yeah. and smoke a cigarette and say, he's mine. You better watch it. And then go back to the corn. And then say, I would, this was just a clue on the scavenger hunt. Exactly. If you really get busted, you say, thank you for filling my gish. And have you heard of gish? <laughs> get into it. All right, Ronnie, you want right, to read the next one? let's get on to the next letter. I have to tell Misha I watched an episode of his show last night. Oh, I'm so sorry. And you were, <laughs> I couldn't understand. <laughs> I could, you were eating burgers nonstop. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Burgers, burgers, burgers. Yep. And I were they thought, real burgers or were they made out of something about? else? How many burgers did you eat in the, in the shooting of that show? Oh, God, I don't remember um, that episode. Uh, I think that was probably or pretty early on. That might have been season five or something. And I, um, uh, I, I, I had fallen under the spell of famine, I believe, and was I, I was just I had an insatiable hunger and I was compelled to eat burger after burger after burger, which was uh, unusual for my character because I was an angel. And you don't who, eat. Who doesn't eat. And and then um, and then the episode ended with me um, being under the spell, and I was on my hands and knees eating out of a dog bowl. Correct. Just how Nico and, wanted you. And it was, and it, was <laughs> it was just ground. It was a it was a a, a mountain of ground beef Meat. Uh, that I had to eat. I think oh. just with, like face first in it, and that wow. Um, and that was a like a fake uh, it was like a vegan uh like a boca ground beef kind of yeah. thing and it was a pinkish hue and i remember uh gagging on that that was pretty tough to get down mm. um are you a vegan no i'm not yeah but, but i think can that that they wanted beef. they wanted it to look raw and i, I think that they felt they, didn't want they had some compunction about fe- feeding me a, a mound of raw 
Are there ever moments as an act, I'll ask this to both of you, where you think, these people hate me? Why would anybody want me to do... Why would would the scene be, I'm on my hands and knees eating dog food for five hours? Yes, I do think that. <laughs> or do you? Or do you think? In fact, and I, I'm the kind of I actor that they, would do anything for for for. No, meaning I know that I'm, they, a, I'm a very adventurous actor, and I oh great, <laughs> wonderful, more dog food. This is a blast. No, I know that they hate me. <laughs> Even all those years ago, it's good mm-hmm. to know where you stand. Mm-hmm. Hi, Rana and Brian, and guest. Can you uh, can you please recommend the best at home teeth whitening kit? I'm feeling very out of control with my look right now. No nails, highlights, brows, etc. I was also trimming my angel's trumpet tree back recently, and a bit of its oil pollen got into my eye. Little did I know the pollen from the tree will dilate your eye. So my right eye has been permadilated, David Bowie style, for 36 hours now. How is this all in the same paragraph? It's slow. <laughs> say, how about in the same sentence? It's slowly returning to normal, but I look 100p crazy. 100%. I want to take control of something about my appearance, so I'm considering whitening my teeth at home. I've heard it's too painful at the dentist's office anyway. I'm in L.A. if that helps. Would love suggestions. Thanks, Sarah. I mean, <laughs> her eye is dilated from something called an angel's trumpet. Does any, is anyone a horticulturist here? I don't know what an angel's no, trumpet is. I want to Google this right now. I know. And, and, and she it. thinks that maybe the idea that she got the teeth whitening idea from being from having oil and pollen dripped in her eye. She's just trying to control something about her. Why this has to do with her appearance. I don't even know who's looking at it. Well, what, listen, is there a better time to have one dilated eye than now? It's true. Who's even Now's looking the time. at you? And by the way, David Bowie's eyes were very sexy. But He I also, also say- didn't have, an, did he have an overdilated eye? I thought he had one eye, green eye and one blue eye. Only when they or were one brown and one green. What? It was only when they were photographed. I think in like, it was something about the reflection off because he had like an injury. So I think to look at him, he didn't. But anytime he's in a picture, he did. Oh, interesting. Something like that. But did he not have two eyes that were two different colors? No. To look it was at just them, the, it was just the it, pupil? There was something wrong with one of the pupils from an accident he had. So I think it was just when, when they were photographed, they were two different colors. I see. I think. I could be wrong, but I th- that's what I thought I read. Yes. Okay. I will say this. If you're going to adjust something on your face or body, teeth whitening is probably the lowest stakes. So, you know, there's not, it's not like getting a, something injected into you or, you know, and, and it's, I mean, I don't know. I, I, crest white strips are the only thing I know. Uh, Misha, any Hollywood inside secrets? Well, I can tell you that I once had my teeth whitened at the dentist and they said, you might feel like a little burning sensation on your gums. <clears throat> and, I I walked out of the dental dentist's office and all, all of my gums looked uh, like necrotic tissue. It was all just like white and and horrifying looking. And they almost uh, my gums kind of almost scabbed up oh. over the course of a week. It was really truly disgusting. Um, and where was so, this dentist? Who sent you to this dentist? Well, I sent I sent myself. I I make all of my dental decisions myself. Oh, you do. 
Yeah. So you He's just very down to earth. Yellow pages, <laughs> right in the yellow pages. Yes, it was more or less a yellow pages situation. I would think after this incident, you'd <clears throat> consider getting a recommendation from another person instead of making, <laughs> instead of taking complete control of your own dental care. <laughs> That's actually a good point. Yeah. Fair point. You, you win this round. And so, um, how long did it take to? It was about a week before I returned to normal. So I really think that doing it at home sounds like a pretty good move. How I did your teeth before. look? Have you? How did your teeth look at the My end? My teeth of it? looked pretty good. Yeah. After after it was done, it wasn't. They weren't too white, but they also. I mean, I don't know that my teeth were ever really brown in the first place. I think I like the like the listener was more bored than anything. You want to say hi? Hi. Hi. Oh, hello. That was West. He's never had his teeth whitened. <laughs> One day. Brian, when you did it, what happened to you? Nothing. I'm sorry. I didn't go to a dentist. I've only ever done um, Crest White Strips. And I think the one I did is called 3D Effects. And it's the one that lasts. You do it over two weeks. Okay. You do it every night for two weeks or what? You can. Or you you could do it twice a day for seven days. Um, Or they have the hour strips if you need something like fast. But they just are stronger. Usually the ones that last a week are just stronger. So if you don't want the pain, do the like Vivid Effects 3D for two weeks. Um, And they... I don't know. I mean, I asked my dentist about teeth whitening and he was like, you just start with doing Crest and if you don't like it, then come in. But it's a good option. And it, it you was. You also have to factor in if you're a tea drinker or a coffee drinker. I so, am both. Yeah. So if you do it you, for those couple of days, you really, around it, you really can't drink coffee. You can with just, like a straw. Yeah. But you just also sort of, you really shouldn't. Or a lot of milk or whatever. But I did all of it. Pay attention to the package. The best thing to do is when this is all over, or if your dentist already has a mold, you get a mold made from the dentist and they give you trays basically. And then they give you, you can buy some bleach from them and they, you know, you do it whenever you feel like you need it. But it seems like the getting the eyeball addressed would I be think a bigger, that a bigger issue for me. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, I feel like you know a lot of really meticulous details about the crest strips, the number of days, the different the iterations of the crest. I've done strips. it. Are you, are you sponsored by them? I don't want to say that I am because I'm paid to say that I'm not. <laughs> but I will, I will say that um, there are days when crest asks me to be dazzling. Yeah. And so on those days, I just have to make sure that I dazzle. And so, hashtag yeah. you know, not, not always, an ad. You always enter a room, <laughs> and this is not their slogan, but it's also not not their slogan. Yeah. You always enter a room teeth first. Teeth first. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have to say, you both have beautiful teeth. So do you, Ronna. Your teeth are so no, white. My teeth are terrible, but they, they are white. But Did you have braces? I did. I did. did you? Yeah. I did, I did not have braces. Really? No. Your teeth are completely... I know. I got lucky in that respect, but my teeth are also incredibly um, porous. I, I get cavities if I look at something sweet. Well, so, that's also why you had trouble the, with the bleaching, because that's what it does is it opens up the membrane, essentially. And mm-hmm. that's why you have to be careful about drinking coffee, et cetera, because the, uh, the stain will kind of settle in. You have sensitive right. teeth. That was a leading. Could you see the way he did that? That was, he was fishing for a compliment. He said, did either of you have braces? That's exactly right. So that you could say to him, did you? And he could say, actually, now I have perfect teeth. That's right. Misha, I would stop smoking now. I would stop (laughs) smoking now. For so many reasons. Yes. Uh, Okay. Use your white strips. All right. 
Okay. Here we go. Let's do our last question. Then we have to do a giveaway, which is exciting. Okay. So are we going to do... Oh, I see. Okay. It's the one from Anonymous with some feelings, right? I think there's only one more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dear Rana, Brian, and Misha, proud Carriage House member here. Thank you for your biweekly batches of humor, warmth, and wonderful advice. You're really helping me get through this quarantine. I write to you with matters of the heart. I live in New York City and 31 years old and fresh off a pre-COVID breakup. My boyfriend and I had been together a little over a year when things started to fall apart around November, December. His father was diagnosed with brain cancer in 2018 and had been declining over the past few months, which had rightfully consumed my ex-partner and unfortunately put a bit of strain on our relationship. In addition, my ex-partner has been at a crossroads in his career. He's had some finan- he has had some financial issues, and while they never directly impacted our relationship, the stress and lack of confidence continued to eat away at him and ultimately manifested in depression. He's a very sweet guy with a kind heart and empathetic nature, but I've had to be the rock in this relationship for a while, and while I never financially supported him, and never would, I always lent an ear, gave sage advice, and provided a shoulder to cry on. Unfortunately, as the months went on, my ex-partner's depression started to become anger and anger directed toward me for the most mundane of things, including asking to take the trash out or to please not be late for my sister's birthday dinner. In late February, it came to a head one evening, evening when he got incredibly blackout drunk and screamed at me relentlessly about everything and nothing. I got up and left, knowing that things could not continue as they were. To add insult to injury, later that week, my company announced a massive decline in revenue and unfortunately laid off my entire team. My ex-partner showed up at my apartment that evening in an attempt to console me and apologize, but we just ultimately rehashed what had happened earlier that week. He didn't remember. And before I knew it, we were broken up. As he left, I did what every self-help book would tell you not to do and begged through sobs for him not to go, which of course he did. I'd been living with a stranger and betrayal of being abandoned at one of at my one time of need from someone I had I'm sorry, I had been living with the anger and betrayal of being abandoned at my one time of need from someone I had taken care of for the better part of the year when COVID happened. Not knowing if New York would burn to the ground, I left in early March for my parents' home in the suburbs in Concord, Massachusetts. A lot of detail here. I No kidding. And I've been licking my wounds ever since. As any quarantine will do, I found myself really missing my ex-partner, and we have started to talk again. Started to talk again. First about COVID in New York, and then slowly skirting around the issue of, quote, us. I'm still very hurt, and while chatting with an ex this fresh is uh, something I never usually do, I'm craving comfort and normalcy in this crazy time, and talking to him is providing some of that. He seems to want to get back, get back together, and I'm not so sure. I'm worried that I'm hindering myself from moving on, and I'm still very upset about everything. But with every passing day, I grow more confused and frustrated. And the prospect of dating someone post-COVID in a six-feet-apart world is enough to have me running back to familiar pastures. Am I kidding myself that this is a good idea, or should I keep the communication going? Thank you for all your opinions and help uh, with this. I look forward to your thoughts. Wink, wink, anonymous. P.S. Rana, thank you for the frete unboxing video. It served an, as an auditory replacement to Adivan, which I unfortunately run out of. Wow. That was a long question. Someone has a lot of time on her hands. So this friend has had this conversation with all of her friends. And we've all been that friend who dated a guy like this. And then it's, oh, we broke up. And then here's the next story. And here's the next story. And here's the next story. And we've only been her friend for three paragraphs and it's yeah. like, make up your mind. It's yeah. up to you. What do you want to do? I don't know. 
stop talking about it. But you know what I'm talking about. When the friend says, do you want to have brunch? Da, 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 and then you have brunch and you think, oh, you told me I agreed to have brunch because you told me you'd broken up with this guy four weeks ago. So I thought we weren't going to talk about that. Yep. And by the way, brunch. that brunch always starts with a huge compliment for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you look always so like great. I'm taking you to brunch today. Brunch is on me today. Misha, on Supernatural (laughs) last week, I truly, I can't get over it. You were just incredible. The way you ate those burgers, like I, I had to eat a burger with you. I just, it was so, you're so empathic can we talk and such a strong performer. Can we talk about your EW cover? Can we talk about your EW exactly. cover? Exactly. Can we talk about your EW <laughs> yeah. cover? Yeah. I can't even get over it. And then you say, how are you? And then are you? all hell breaks loose. Misha, what is what do you think? I mean, I think the I think the writing is on the wall in this particular. This one sounded pretty obvious to me that she wants to be done with it. I think COVID should not be a reason to hold a relationship together. <laughs> yeah, if Especially that's the, if that's if that's the glue that's that's keeping you together, I think it's really. Um, it's pretty clear which direction you should go in. I think so too. I think. I mean, like- they, you know, they do say desperate times, des- desperate measures, and you know, it is difficult. It is challenging to date at the moment, and so that could cloud one's judgment. One could start thinking, "Wow, it's impossible to meet anyone," which is more or less true. Yeah. Um, although there are all kinds of strange pandemic dating rooms that are apparently opening up online, and now they have this bumble dating. You can bumble date with, with you can Virtually? do a, a video date instead of a date date. Uh, no. Yeah, not bad, huh? I will say I don't I don't understand. He got blackout drunk, screamed at you. Yeah, didn't ever apologize for it because he says he doesn't remember it. How could you move on from that? Because I mean, she's living in her parents' house and she's acting like a teenager. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, do you want to totally be a teenager? I mean, really? She's tweeting, texting this guy from her parents, from the, her bedroom at her parents' house. Yeah. And so, which is already the worst feeling in the world. And this is just a little something for her because she doesn't have anything and she's feeling uncertain about the job and uncertain about afterwards and blah, blah, blah. And so there's, there's an intimacy here with this guy, obviously, because they were in a relationship and they're having teenage texting. And it is, it may feel good in the moment, but it is ultimately totally destructive and only making your mood worse. Because on some level, you know, this is absolute nonsense. And there's no question, look, maybe he's the greatest guy in the world, but he happens to have a drinking problem. Or maybe he's the greatest guy in the world who's having a bad year because of the job and this and that. But that's not really the way that people who are the greatest guy in the world deal with things. Also, when, you when tough to have things him... happen to them. Yeah. And he doesn't mind taking it out on you. He doesn't mind a bit that when something wrong goes long, something goes wrong in his life, taking it out on you. And you and pointed you out already... yourself you had one minute where you needed him because you lost your job and he wasn't a bit interested. This and guy then he doesn't left. care at all. He left and you begged him to stay. So this guy also knows that he can do that again. Correct. And it might there might be some tension for a week, but it's all going to go back to his way if he wants it. I don't know why you would do this to yourself. Get on a Bumble date. Do you want to feel like a teenager? Just ask yourself that question. I mean, who likes that feeling? 
That's what you're doing. That's all this is. You're acting like you haven't learned anything as an adult and that you don't see the writing on the wall here. I mean, you just spent four paragraphs telling us what not a catch this guy is. I mean, really. Re- go Misha. back and reread your own letter. Would you tell your friend to go out with this guy? Never. Never. Misha's Misha- going to be a contrarian now. He's going to say he thinks this guy sounds great and that he's going <laughs> to... <laughs> no, I... I- I think we have consensus on this one. This one seemed like the easiest of all of all of them. Yeah. yeah. Are your children dating? My children are not dating. That's I, good. I don't think they're seven and nine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well then no. Okay. All, all right. right, Misha. Now here's the part of the show where we give away something fabulous to one of the people who wrote in, and it's whoever we want to give it to. Is it? Let me guess. Crest whitening strips. You know what? It should be. I. It should be. They'll be included, and I, I do sign them. Yeah. Every strip is signed. That's part of the deal. <laughs> um, this week, we are, are we giving, giving away, away um, a free membership to the Criterion Collection. Wonderful. Wow. Or the Criterion Channel. Do you know what that is, Misha? Right, what are you no, watching? Will you, a, what have you been watching while you're in mo- quarantine? It's a, it's, a, I, is it a, it's a movie distribution. Yes, so you remember, like, you may remember the Criterion Collection, which was yes, they would do their curated list of you know the best okay, movies yeah, of the right, century yeah. or this or that, and then they have a channel. Brian, you've really been on the channel, which I, I you have. could tell people what it really. I mean, how fabulous it is. It's fab. I've watched I think like four things on there, and they categorize it very beautifully of like. You know, uh, female filmmakers in France, they get very specific with it. Female filmmakers in France are like directors who had style. And then it's like, what's up, Doc, with Clute? And you know what I mean? It just is like, it's very, it's ve- they categorize everything very specifically. And they're just sort of a curated list of some of the best movies ever made from any country. And we've been doing, an, on our Patreon, we've been doing a Quarantine International Film Festival. And one yes. of our films, at least now of a couple of our films, but one of our films was only available on Criterion, so we both signed up for it. That's right. Uh, and it was fabulous. We watched yep. With Neil and I on that. And so, I mean, really, it's a very, especially nowadays, Every night, everybody goes to Netflix or Hulu or this or that, and you sort of exhaust and want to be served something. And yep. these people really do a beautiful job of, I mean, it's sort of exciting to have it a little more highly curated instead of just an algorithm kind of thing. So that's what we're giving away. So okay. this week, are we giving it to... And, and Misha, this, you, you just, just go go on a feeling. Yeah. There are, oh, there... oh, so it's for one of, one of the people that yeah. ask questions. Yes. Oh. So should it be the woman who had that blackout drunk ex, should it be teeth or should it be, um, or, or sorry, or, or, or should or it be boyfriend. The, the boyfriend with the roommate? Yeah. But except I think it should, I think it should be the, uh, I'm just because I think it sounds most useful. I think it should be the woman with the blackout drunk boyfriend, because I think she's looking for something to occupy herself and uh, and this will be a useful distraction. I think that's a lovely thing, though. I think you're right. I think this is this would be a perfect distraction for that woman. We're going to give it to the teenager in her bedroom. Wonderful. Perfect. Misha. And maybe she can watch a few versions of idealized romances and relationships or some really bad ones and figure out what she mm-hmm. wants and what she doesn't want when she comes out of all of this. Yeah, that's a great idea. So, Misha... We love what we normally do now is we read our cliffhanger. But if you if you don't want to stay for that, you don't have to. Uh, What's your cliffhanger? We, we so, just read a question that we answer on our Patreon later. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an exciting cliffhanger. Do you want to hear it? Sure. All right. Okay. 
Do you want to read it, Ron, or do you want me to? You read it. Okay. I love when you read the cliffhanger. Hello, beautiful Rana, Brian, and distinguished guest. Love the show and the carriage house. I'd prefer anonymity. Thank you. Here's the rub. I'm a single mom. Wow, this went right up. Okay, here's the rub. I'm a single mom on a couple dating apps. I happened to be on Tinder and came across my cousin's husband. I don't speak to my cousin regularly, but I do speak to her sister quite, quite often. What do I do? My married cousin is gorgeous. She's fun and has been living her best life by all accounts. She's already been married once before to a stoner bum, and the new husband seems much more mature, hardworking, and dedicated. I am gobsmacked to read in his profile that he's in a loveless marriage and his wife isn't taking care of him. Woe is him. I really hesitate to tell anyone. I feel like Dan Savage would tell me to mind my own business. Maybe that's the right way to go, but I just feel really upset on her behalf. She deserves better than this. I've thought about telling her sister to get her advice, but that would essentially just be me putting my burden on her. I think I'd want to know if my husband, uh, if it was my husband, but maybe ignorance is bliss, especially now. Sincerely, unfortunately aware. All right, unfortunately aware. We are going to answer that question on the Patreon Later this week. That is a cliffhanger. That is a cliffhanger. Misha, where can people follow you? Where can they read? They can certainly watch Supernatural, but where can they find out more about you and the wonderful things you're doing? Um, If they put my name in the internet, some things will come up. I have a Twitter and an Instagram and things like that. I don't know that I have anything terribly insightful to say on either platform, but if people are terribly bored, they can can look me up. Um, My name is Misha Collins. There, there you go. <laughs> it took us about 20 minutes to say it, so I'm we glad we did we're say it eventually. <laughs> eventually, yeah. I mean, you know, eventually. we ramped. We sure we ramped up to it, but we definitely said it. Misha, stay safe and healthy, and your family as well. And and you know, best of luck through all of this. Thank you so you much too. for being here with thanks us for, today. Thanks for uh, entertaining me, entertaining me during my quarantine here. And thanks Our for pleasure. letting us be on uh, be your sca- on your scavenger hunt. Thanks for coming. That was, that was so really fun. cool. It was, was a really blast. Cool. All right, kiss, all right, kiss. Bye, bye.